This is the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, The Grays. Greetings, welcome back to another episode of the Galaxy Wars Podcast with your host, Jim and Tom. And this episode is an episode that we have to start it off on uh, something I never thought in our history of our podcast we'd talk about. Um, and that's the news that Chadwick Boseman passed away. Yeah. Um, unbelievable news. Um, you texted me late Saturday night and said, hey, man, 2020 struck again. And at first, like, you know, you, there's over the years, there's been so many celebrity death hoax where, like, somebody dies in a car accident and then they they tweet and they're like oh I'm, I'm fine i honestly thought that this was a hoax because he died of colon cancer from four years ago and in those four years no one knew about it right and he he filmed action movies he's filmed three movies in that time uh six uh, been in yeah and uh been in action movies which is crazy because he was going through it at the time um, hit it, I guess, from most people, and uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know if he hit it or he just didn't feel like, you know, having it to talk about it all the time. But whatever he did, it's pretty amazing because no one knew about it, and uh, yeah, it sucks because I uh, I definitely thought it was a hoax right away. Yeah. Um, didn't even. You know, it sucks because you want to react as fast as possible and be like, oh, this is crazy. And then, like, oh, let me check and make sure. And, yeah, as it, you know, as more and more popped up, it's like, man, it sucks. I can't, I can't believe that. Yeah, it's, it's, it's totally unbelievable because, like, like you said, like, he's filmed action movies. Like, all his MCU stuff, it, like, it's predates when he was, uh, postdates when he was, uh, diagnosed with colon cancer. So he did, Black Panther, Civil War, both Avengers. He did Twenty One um, yeah. Bridges, The Five Bloods. He did all those with colon cancer. It's crazy. It's a, it's just it's a. I just can't even believe it. No, it doesn't make any sense that it, it should have happened. Um, and it doesn't make sense that, or I mean, maybe it was the thing that kept them going. You know. Yeah. And like COVID, I guess it comes as a shock as COVID because like during COVID, because you're you're not exposed to these people anymore. You don't see the actors and actresses at red carpets and premieres and on talk shows. So nobody could have been like, oh, you know, he he looks sick. But apparently he posted a picture and he was like really, really skinny and everybody was making fun of him because he lost all this weight. And like come to find out, you know, he's, right. he's dying, which is which is terrible. And speaking of terrible, um, I know a bunch of these news websites i'm not going to name names immediately went to who's going to replace him as black panther and yeah that was the last thing that crossed my mind like i'm not even ready to talk about replacing him as black panther because like this is a guy who you got to think about it like he he became a prominent name in acting for playing historical figures and usually when people play historical figures like multiple historical figures back to back they get kind of stuck in that niche and they're not mm-hmm. able to come out of that. And they're just continuously yeah. playing bi- uh, biopics. He went from Jackie Robinson, which is coincidence because he died on Jackie Robinson's remem- uh, Remembrance Day on, in baseball. Yeah. 
and Jack Kirby's birthday, co-creator of the Black Panther. <laughs> and then he went to James Brown. And then he, they got him Black Panther, and then he did Thurgood Marshall and, like, continued to tell stories that needed to be told uh, for important people in history and important people uh, of our generation. And he yeah. continued to do that. And I don't, I don't care about recasting him. I'm not even, not even thinking about that. And you know, in a week or two, maybe we can sit down and talk about that. But at this moment, no way, because it's, no. it's the death of um, a person before the death of an actor. Well, but yeah, you know what the thing was though. Um, all those things were I- I- important, obviously. Um, all the people, the historical people that he, he portrayed were all important. But his, what people most, not most, but what people resonated with in his, you know, and it was Black Panther. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, we like it as fans and this and that, but it, it appropriately got the response and affected, you know, uh, people of color all over the world and you know Africans especially felt like that's their hero and it it, it uh, resonated and rung true with them so um, you know you hear people talk about it all the time doing the uh, the salute the Wakanda, the Wakandan salute um, because this movie the movie had to be perfect it was perfect um, and people felt it and uh yeah you know um he's important to um generations not everybody, of people yeah and, and, and you know not all those people know know or care what black panther is or where he came from whatever but what he made of black panther and, and you know that whole group made of black panther is what what became more important and you know will forever probably be more important what than what Jack Kirby and Stan Lee did with them, you know? Absolutely. So, uh, so like, Ryan Coogler and 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 uh, Chadwick Boseman are, and Michael B. Jordan are more important to the story than the actual creators, I think, so. Yeah, I, I totally agree. Um, when you look at Black Panther, he wasn't, he didn't top, he didn't chart with most comic book fans as their most, like, top ten favorite Marvel character. Right. Um, yeah. Until this movie came out. And, did you read Ryan Coogler's um, like it was a very long um, piece that he penned? No, I didn't. Uh, I never. I didn't get a chance to read his. I you know I I read like Faiz and 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 everybody else's, but I didn't get a chance to see his. Yeah, I definitely. When we're done and you have time, I definitely recommend it because it is. It's touching. It's it just details the stories before Black Panther, like how Chadwick was the reason that. Ryan took the role, uh, took the the movie, and you know how he learned John Connie's language to use that in the scenes, and he wanted T'Challa to have an African accent, so people in Africa knew that this was an African king that wasn't right. uh, conquered by the West. It was amazing. It was um, it was it was tough to read, and I think I, I tweeted last night that like I don't know how hard this must feel for the people who knew him when it hits people like me who had no idea who he was complete stranger it hit me the way that it did it completely ruined my night and it's 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 weird because it, it's just maybe we're beaten down but maybe not um any anybody could pass away at any time from anything but 
um, it's just, it didn't make any, there, if he suffered, then I'd be like, I'm, you know, I'm happy that he's not suffering anymore. If he was, you know, if he was probably going through something, I could be all right. Well, I'm glad he's not doing that anymore. I'm glad he doesn't have to do that. Or, you know, if we knew this was coming in some way, but he was 43 made six movies while going through chemo while doing all these other things nobody knew and he was just by all accounts one of the most likable people in in hollywood like no one has ever said a bad word yep. about no one could like uh, and and that's it, rare it's rare yep. that no one talks any shit about you that's a uh, that's why I kind of hit like really hard. Like, man, what do we do now? Like, that you know, and the poignant things, like the things that really, you know, I was, I, you know, reading people is like, how do I tell, you know, and this was from a lot of different uh, people of color, was uh, like, how do I tell my kid their superheroes passed away? Like, yeah. how do I tell them the guy that you know looked like him? Is gone, and that's good. That's what's going to be most tough is to, yeah. uh, like, you know, get that to, to make sense to anybody. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what you're like, going to do. Like when the the next movie comes out, and kids who were too young to understand what's going on now have to say like, "Well, where's T'Challa? Like, where's Black Panther?" Like, uh, Halle Berry posted a picture of like her kids like completely broken down with all the Black Panther toys. Um, I broke out my Black Panther shirt yesterday. I wore it throughout the whole day. Not one person said anything to me. I was I was super surprised. But um, you know, like you said, he kept his nose clean. He he never was a candidate for someone who would have been me tooed. Um, every story you hear is that he was a gentleman. He was a like beyond his years, and he was always learning. He was a student of of life. Yeah. And that's what's important. And in the, you know, he came up on the radar. What maybe eight nine years ago. Yeah. Um, to cement a legacy in such a short amount of time speaks to not only the power of his acting abilities, but the power of the man behind that actor. So yeah. uh, I think that's where we can leave it, man. I don't know. You know I can't segue out of this, but um, we're going to review a movie today. <laughs> yeah. And uh, uh, maybe <laughs> the only comedy left uh, <laughs> into in 2020. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, um, I, it, and, uh, I guess this is the best time that we needed to hear be excellent to each other. This year was <laughs> yeah. the year that we needed to hear that. Yeah. But um, full spoilers to follow, we are going to review Bill and Ted Face the Music, um, a movie that you and I have been uh, pretty high about. We've been uh, talking about it for what seems to be a year. Well, we've been talking about Bill and Ted, the third movie, since we started a podcast. It's a, it's a movie that you know we, we're huge fans of, and... Uh, I recently just got Chelsea back and in, like introduced Chelsea into it. Um, I know you you've watched it recently, right? Uh, yeah, I've uh, Bogus. I watch I watch Bogus probably more than Excellent, but I did just watch Bogus to try to get Toots to watch it, and um, I figured Death is so ridiculous that she would have liked it. But I don't know if she had any interest right now. She doesn't have any interest in anything. But um, yeah, Bogus is probably the action. I, I don't know if I like Bogus more, but I do watch it more because I do like I I, I like the the um, the game of de- the games with death. 
and uh, I'm a, a big fan of that from like the Seventh Seal. So, um, and William Sadler, I'm yeah, a big fan of his. So. Uh, poor sport for sure. Like he wanted, like when when they broke <laughs> out Battleship, and I was like, they're gonna kill him in Battleship. And it honestly, the cards were stacked against Death in that in that movie. He's going to get going up against two people who act as one. Yeah, and we see a lot of that, but yeah. <clears throat> They can't, yeah, they can't live without each other. Exactly. They finish each other's sentences. Um, definitely excellent is my favorite. Um, it was the winner of the two at the DeLulo house. Uh, but <laughs> as we go into Face the Music, again, a movie that we've been talking about forever, uh, it came out pretty good on Rotten Tomatoes, 79 for the critics, 81 for the fans, and what seems to be since we're recording two days. Um, the cast is pretty much the same. You got Bill, you got Ted, yeah. you got uh, Death. He shows up, and he obviously he looks the same. And um, Bill, Ted's dad's back. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, honestly thought he died. I can't remember. Yeah, I would have. Hal Landon? Uh, Hal Landon, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm so, I am surprised he's back. But he's not doing anything else, apparently. So, um, yeah, I am surprised he's alive. Yeah, and, and he... Um, the princesses look pretty good too. Like they aged great for yeah. like, you know, tackle in thirty-one years. They look great. Everybody. Looks They're not great. the same girls, were they? Um, I think no. they were, weren't they? Because the the girl who played uh, Elizabeth or Joanna was from Paul Blart Mall, Mall Cop. Jamie really? Jamie Mays. Yeah. So many... Well, they might not have held up. Hmm. No, she's seventy nine, born in seventy nine. So I don't think yeah. they were the same ones. No, because they they don't have her one yet. They don't have her. Yeah, because hmm. I don't. Yeah, you know, we got to think. Keanu was. She would have been. Should have been twelve. Yeah, Keanu was like he was. That's crazy. If he's fifty five now. Bad math. He would have been in his yeah. uh, late twenties, twenty seven, twenty eight. Yeah. Um, oh, and, and they oh. would have been like eleven. So. Yeah, that, that's right. that's yeah, because they would have been the same age as me back. Yeah, then. and that's more problematic uh, yeah, than some of the some of the stuff that was in <laughs> Bogus Adventure. But um, I liked I yeah. liked the introduction to them. I liked that they brought them back. Uh, Christian Shaw, who plays Louise from Bob's Burgers, played Kelly, which was also great. Uh, William Sadler, yeah. like we said, is back. Anthony Kerrigan, who seems to be in every show we watch, is in this, and he plays Dennis Caleb McCoy. Who who will get we'll get <laughs> we'll talk about Dennis in a little bit, but the the standout <laughs> stars and uh, are Samara Weaving who plays Thea, and Bridget Lundy Payne who plays Billy, and yeah. I've I've seen Samara Weaving in like I saw Ready or Not she was in that uh, nice little horror movie hunt like Anna Brody was in it it's like a hunt 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 people movie like the rich people hunt hunt her, okay. um, and then Bridget Lundy Payne is in a show on Netflix called Atypical. That I show my clients, it's about um, a young boy on the spectrum, and okay. uh, like going from high school to college, mm. and she plays like the sister who's also going through some stuff with her life. Uh, it's got like three seasons. I think the fourth one's coming out. It's actually a, it's an underrated show. Kill uh, Cure Gilchrist is in it. I don't know if you ever saw. Um, a f- it's kind of a funny story with Zach Afro- uh, Zach Galifianakis, where he's a. No, He's in a psych wing. No. Also, another great movie. No. Uh, just for the the content, I show that to my clients like once every year. Okay. But um, they okay. they stole the show. They both looked like Bill and Ted. 
Yeah. Like perfect casting. Yeah, somehow they made them. Yeah, they somehow they made them look perfect. Um, oh, that's their normal look. Uh, Fun fact about Samara Weaving: she's Hugo Weaving's niece. Okay. And she got the role because Keanu is tight with Hugo. Right. Right. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. That is weird. Hmm. Well, I'm sure they don't walk and talk the way. Uh, no, 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 they don't. They didn't this. Uh, cause, yeah, yeah. Uh, they they look just like Bill and Ted. I can't remember for sure, but did they name them after themselves? But they no, they named them after each other, right? Yes. So uh, Thea is Bill's, Bill's kid, daughter. and yeah. Billy is Ted's uh, daughter. Right. <laughs> I was. Uh, the, well, the one thing I'll say, just like the, Bill and Ted are a package deal, so are the the the, the sisters or not sisters, the the daughters. Guess, yeah. yeah, they're close. Um, so I I, I was never sure, uh, it, like, and I was like, I think that's what they did, but I I you know, it didn't really even matter at that point. Yeah, I I the one thing as we kind of go deeper into the review. Uh, the story I really liked. I, although it was a bit predictable, it was very reminiscent of Excellent Adventure. So it was kind yeah. of like a pass the torch to Billy and Thea uh, through the four. Like it was, this movie is heavy on like girl dads, yeah. Because like yeah. you have Thea and Bill who are uh, and Billy Ted and Bill uh, Bill and Ted's daughters. You have Kelly who is Rufus's daughter, and I love the little. Uh, CGI uh, George Carlin I thought that that was uh, a really good touch yeah it's uh it's definitely sort of kind of a reality for most you know girl dads and it's um you're no matter what how bad you do or what you do you want them or they more than likely will be um, huge fans of everything you do and you think you don't ever do anything wrong and that's kind of how this is and um so that's yeah, it's definitely uplifting, if that's funny, and uh, we'll get into Dennis later. But um, any like you, like we were talking about the second one, how it wasn't as fun. It wasn't because it kind of drags and has some, you know. It, ultimately, they are dead and has the robots and everything. This ha- takes because like, Dennis is so ridiculous yeah that it takes all the tension out of it and it's become it's easy to get behind it as just a plain jane comedy like yeah you don't have to worry about the tension that like was built up in the second one yeah they tell you the world's coming to the end but you knew that because because the timey-wimey stuff um which we'll have to talk about later they, uh, you know that the the song gets made, like, you know that it gets done. It's just a matter yeah. of when and how. Like, you already know the ending happened. We now we just got to figure out how, you know, connect all the dots and see it. And yeah. I, to a certain extent, I was kind of surprised. I didn't see it working out the way that the day did it. I mean, um, like everybody getting involved, the infinite button. Um, yeah. I didn't I see that happening. Part. No. Um, I did I did call that like I thought that 
they were going to write, I thought Billy and uh, Thea were going to write the song for Bill and Ted because they, they knew so much more about music than the actual musicians, which was kind of crazy. And I thought that was going to happen. And then when they got to, again, as we go right to the end, um, when they got to the, like the Sam Ash truck was there, the guitar center truck was there and you're like, okay, this is where everything kind of comes together when they were like, okay, you guys are pretty much like Diplo. You're going to set it up and <laughs> you're going to have this uh, or this whole band behind you. I really liked that. I thought the, the ending was great. I th- uh, thought that the ending was, uh, was a per- it was a perfect send-off for, for this franchise. Definitely uh, an ending they wanted. You know, I guess after the, the second one, they thought they were going to get a third one maybe a quick turnaround on a third one and that it that'd be it they were done yeah um i mean it's been 30 years and that didn't happen so i think yeah you're right the the fact that this is said or this is done this is finished um yeah i think that's great i think uh it was really smart of the way they did it yeah um, and and this was this was a movie that was like you said it it, it came out in 91 it looked like it was poised to get that second, that third one. But then what I think is Keanu's career took off unexpectedly. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. that the people behind it were like, there's no way he turns into a megastar. And like Speed, I think Speed was like a 94. And then Point yeah. Break, like he had all these movies coming out. And like you got, people listening remember how popular Keanu was in the, the 90s and early 2000s. Yeah. And now he's kind of having his renaissance now. And Alex Winters kind of was stuck in the like coattails he didn't really get as popular yeah. i know he did more directing and he jumped behind the camera but he didn't have the same trajectory as keanu did and it seemed like you know from i've heard him on uh, other pot alex i've heard alex on other podcasts talking about how this movie has gone through hell and it was it's kind of like it's whispered down the lane with uh intellectual property like paramount had it and then orion had it and then alex had it and then you know they crowdfunded it and then this happened and it just continuously just went through different people's hands that it never got made and that's why it took so long i think like 2017 was the last year it was like supposed to come out and then out of nowhere i think last year it was like oh yeah we're gonna do a, a bill and ted because Keanu's John Wick. The first two crushed it. The third one's right. awesome. He's getting 80 more. Um, so <laughs> I don't think if Keanu Reeves hadn't done John Wick, I don't think this movie got made. No. Nobody trusts them to... Uh, yeah, nobody's... At this time, 10 years ago, nobody's betting millions of dollars on, on his name alone. And... Um, that's what it would have had to been. He's always been a star, but he's got to he's got to find the right thing. And as weird as it is, um, this was better acting from him than it was in John Wick. I think you know, physically, yeah. the things he does in John Wick are crazy. But this is like he goes through a little bit more range. He's comedic. It's it's a lot more talking for him. Um, yep. So. It's a little bit more uh, heavy lifting for him uh, than other people would think that he's capable of. So, um, yeah, without John Wick, no one trusts him. No one thinks he can make a dime. Now people are just going to see this based on his name alone. So I think that's yeah. a good thing. I, I was on Twitter uh, ch- trying to see what people, like early reactions and stuff, and everyone was like, 
I didn't know this was a trilogy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, on Facebook, the people who are really excited about, at least on my Facebook, the people that were really excited about this are people our age. Yeah. And they're like, yes, it's an excellent day while Stallions ride. <laughs> and then, like, you know, my cousins who are super young, they don't know about it. Chelsea's family never posts about stuff like that. So, you know, you're, I was gauging it. I was like, this is definitely a 30s to 40s and plus right. nostalgia movie. It's not going yeah. to be like, if this were box office weekend, I don't think that this would have made $200 million. No, no, not at all. Um, and, like, it, it, it was one of the first movies back in theaters. It was this and New Mutants, yeah. and I think New Mutants made like forty-eight dollars. And this New Mutants and Tenet, Tenet. which Tenet I was, was tempted to go see. That was released in um, just limited cities, right? Uh they had it. Well, sidetrack for a second. They had it in Delaware, and they have it in Philly, and they have it okay. in that. Um, they have it in that dinner theater, dinner. Oh, movie, movie town, th- movie tavern. Yeah. I want to go um, there. I don't know if they have it like we would want it. Like it might have some restrictions now, which isn't doesn't sound as fun. But yeah, I definitely want to go there and possibly see a movie with. Uh, uh, I don't know what my girlfriend oh. would want to go see, but Halloween's coming up. Maybe I can get something. Let's set a double date. <laughs> Let's do it. Um, also, sidetrack. Uh, the only theater in New Jersey that is open is the Vineland Drive-In. Yeah. And they, ha- they had Unhinged and Bill and Ted playing this week. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I was hoping for New Mutants and Bill and Ted so I, could do- I would go because I have no zero interest in seeing a angry Russell Crowe movie. Yeah. He, yeah. Um, just watch, like, he just always looks angry and, <laughs> you know, yeah. in real life he's but, angry, so. Yeah. But back to the movie. Um, the story, I liked. I think it had a start, it had a middle, it had an end. It was completely different from Bogus. It was more reminiscent of uh, Excellent Adventure where you're kind of getting the his- historical Avengers, if you will. <laughs> and I really liked that you saw three different versions of time travel. You saw Bill and Ted's universe. You saw Joanna and Elizabeth doing their thing because, you know, there's couples, couples problems. And then Thea and Billy doing their thing and i think honestly between billy and and thea and ted and bill they had the they shared the screen equally yeah uh, in their time travel scenes because like you know i thought it was going to be bill and ted going throughout the universe finding mozart finding Jimi hendrix and louis armstrong and it wasn't it was them finding themselves like the british version versions of them um with in, like uh... the Keanu had the best outfit in Dave Grohl's yeah. house. <laughs> and then uh, they yeah. go and they see, like, the Sons of Anarchy versions of them. And then they see the old versions of them. That When you're talking range, that was the most range I've seen Keanu Reeves have right, exactly. in my entire like, life. It's the most work he's ever had to do. Yeah. He did a British accent. Yeah, really. Who thought that would yeah. happen? Nobody. Um, yeah. And here we'll talk about time travel for a second. Like, we always talk about... Time travel is never easy, and uh, I think we're getting more and more used to the the, uh, the thought that time travel could be out there. They play very fast and loose, except for Kid Cudi, um, yeah. with time travel. Like, <laughs> yeah, really. And I, I really, really, really like how they 
it's just it, they it's nonsense to them it's just a button that they press and that that you know as long as it's never taken too seriously if you're not gonna if, if you're gonna play it for nonsense and and not put like a ton of effort into maintaining your rules and your and explaining the rules and then I don't mind that it be nonsensical kind of like it was and I think they did a good job of keeping it nonsense so we don't get you know hung up on wait why does time always move forward for them and this and that and all this other stuff like we could forget about all that stuff and postpone it for a minute until Kid Cuddy starts talking about it yeah and like the whole problem was that time was imploding on itself and historical figures were popping up all throughout the world and they knew that they had to write the song and if they didn't write the song the world was going to end and then we meet future version of who i thought was death like i was like oh here's like future death and it's not it's dennis caleb mccoy uh played by <laughs> anthony kerrigan who uh we we mostly know from gotham he was victor zaz in gotham but then went on yeah. to be in barry and like really just stretch his wings uh but he was had no I idea was had no to- idea it was him yeah, me either until the end. I was like, I need to see who played Dennis. I was like, oh, my God. I knew he was in the movie, but I didn't realize it was him. Yeah. But, like, he was, like, so serious in the in the first half of the movie, his introduction. And then as soon as he starts <laughs> killing people, he's like, oh, oh, no. And that's when I was like, yes, you're going to turn into my favorite character. And then he goes to hell. And he's like, yes, I'm Dennis Caleb McCoy. <laughs> What do you think of Dennis? Dennis. What do you think of Dennis? <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't like. Right, I, I, I thought he was going to kind of portray that kind of death, um, or, or the, you know, when I sent the, um, the robots in bogus and stuff like that. I just figured, you know, he's going to play the foil, and and that would have made it a little bit more serious, but. As he he cracks like each time that because he was like a rush job, it yeah. seems, and as his attitude cracks and you see him like dancing and, like, uh, yeah, he was hilarious. He was he did a great job and um, yeah, easily he went from uh, being I was went from being worried that he was going to be too like this movie was going to have too much seriousness and I'm gonna have to worry about like a death character. In, instead of being like, by the time they get the hell, I'm like, oh, this is perfect. He's he fits right in. Um, yeah, I was, I was pretty happy to yeah, see he, him. Yeah, he was a Power Ranger character. He was a Power Ranger villain. Yeah. Like I think there's a scene where he's twerking, <laughs> and like he's doing the robot, and yeah. he, he continuously reminds everyone, like, yeah, I'm Dennis. Or like when they're getting in the SWAT vehicle in hell, and he's like, sorry guys, I got lost. And he's, they just let him walk around hell by himself. <laughs> he stole like stole the show when he me. Sh- when he shot when he shot the SWAT when he shot his uh, th- uh ted's dad in the SWAT and van and he's like oh oh no yeah. uh-oh yeah. and he's looking around like somebody's gonna see him and say anything and like he was being controlled yeah. by like the the mother and like she could see everything and he's like oh oh no nope 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 it, it was it was very winnie the pooh like if winnie the pooh was like a futuristic assassin right um I, I think he was my favorite part of this entire movie, but a close second was when they go to prison. Yeah. Just, yeah. like, um, ridiculous. 
knew that was coming too and uh, uh yeah i was uh really happy about that <laughs> um yeah I, I, and they really didn't like deviate too much from the what you see in the trailer there was luckily there was a lot that they, they could build a movie on like they didn't show they didn't warner brothers this and yeah. show us everything they did show us a scene but it, um yeah there's a little bit more to it than that um but it, it made me feel like a little bit i was like i really wish keanu reeves would really like get in shape become a superhero well he just op- he just said that he wants to play wolverine <laughs> I know. Like, I'm here for it. It's got to get in ridiculous shape. It's better that. than Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Um, yeah, true. But, uh, yeah, it's just a little bit. I was like, man, I hope he packs on, like, 30 pounds or something. Right. And, but it's but he's, like, he's not just hitting a gym. He's, like, realistically doing things. Like, so he's he's – never going to get huge yeah. he's always going to be he's going to be lean working out and stuff like that. yeah yeah like if you're doing bjj all the time and you're working on being tactical i don't think he's going to go yeah. he's not he's never going to be chris hemsworth um his right. his <clears throat> i guess his peak like his peak muscle would probably be oh geez uh what's probably like what zachary levi got yeah just in shape yeah like a, a, a yeah. D, like what i would strive to be to, like to to lose right. the the da- dad minus not having children bod that I have, and uh, <laughs> just keep. Even in um, you know you always hear that he started working out like that and he started taking his role serious like in Matrix. But he also they you know they say he did all most of his own stunts if not all in like um, uh, what's it called? Uh, John Wick. Not, well, speed, but no, before then, even like... Um, point Break? Point Break, he was doing his own stunts and stuff, so... And he's never been at, like... He was thin, he was gaunt, but I think that was more of a character choice yeah. because he had to be pulled out of the machine. I don't think that was him getting in shape for the role. I think, I think him, you know thinning down was part of the the story as being neo so in the matrix so i, I don't know I, he may never ever get to that but there's a little bit of me while he had that suit on i was like man <laughs> he, he could go pretty far in any universe i mean he could now and you know i i we could all have our talks about who, what he could play but uh um you know, as he is now, he's limited by you know the superhero uh, aesthetic. So yeah. we'll see. Do you, can can you imagine a world where in 1991, after seeing Bill and Ted's Bogus Adventure, you or you you sit you sit there and you you say that in 30 years, Keanu Reeves is going to be the pinnacle action star. Well, that's the thing. He's but okay. You say that now, but. Go back to uh, Point Break. And at that time, when that came out, everybody copied that movie. Yeah. That became... Um, uh, uh, the that standard? That became, yeah, a model for what movies for the next 10 years. For that... And I, I said... I think I've, I said this before when we talked about John Wick is he's gen, he is a, a decade defining action star yeah and and he did it with point break 
and a couple of the other movies that came out then with speed and stuff like that. He defined the 90s. Then you come into the late 90s into the 2000s with The Matrix. That redefined how we were going to film action. And Wachowskis have a lot to do with that. Yeah. But he was Neo. That defined how, you know, what we're capable of, what an actor's capable of, what, you know, what movies look like. And then you go into this, into, you know... Yeah, we're into like the 15s now, 2015, but he has defined a genre, not just anything. But, you know, Gung Fu, he kind of created Gung Fu, but yeah. now this, this John Wick genre that we talk about all the time, that's his. He owns that. He, he create well, he sort of created it in, in Matrix, but this is a, a better Neo and... and a better actor doing it than it was back then but this is like he's created something completely different and new yeah and now he's the bar that we talk about so this isn't the first time that he's at least been in a movie that's redefined action movies yeah and and thrillers so and we don't want to we don't um, want to forget about lake house yeah <laughs> well yeah 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 we um can't forget about lake house there, him but, and sandra bullock uh whew. Redefine television. Yeah. For every speed, there's your Johnny mnemonic. <laughs> yeah. And, um, so he's got, yeah, he's got, you know, his, his mistakes, but, you know, whatever. He's been constantly, I like the replacements also. Yeah, that's a good one. I like I like replacements. Um, so, yeah, it's not his first time that he's changed things. I don't know what he's going to do heading into his 60s, how he's going to redefine anything, but... Uh, you know, we'll see. Yeah. Well, I I think, you know, if he didn't have the same trajectory as he went on now, like his life path was a little different, I think him and Alex Winters would have right. been the same person, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Alex Winters will be forever known as Ted. Or as Bill, I'm sorry. He'll be known as Bill. He's mm-hmm. If you can name three Alex Winters movies that aren't Bill and Ted's movie, you're a true fan. <laughs> Um, I know that he was in the Walmart commercial for the Super Bowl a few years ago um, uh-huh. as Bill, you know, Bill Preston Esquire. Okay. Uh, but that was it. And it's it's unfortunate because I think in these movies, he held his own with Keanu. He You don't have these movies without him because he's just as good as being yeah. top billed in these this genre. Um, but then, again, we go. I want to go back a little bit. That might what be what took so long, and or, or, and kind of sucks for him is, just as much as you don't have this movie without him, you don't have these movies without Keanu, and as Keanu, you know, his stardom took off, you can't replace him with anybody, yeah. and um, if it was anybody else in that role, I think it it would just if it made it to a third. It would have just been like a you know a whatever kind of movie, but that's why this is like big news to us and and a lot of people is oh this is a Keanu movie, oh and it's also an Alex Winter movie but yeah I don't know yeah I, I mean uh, this could have been if COVID didn't happen uh, we could have been bumping shoulders with Alex Winters and uh, William Sadler because they were going to be at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con 
that could have been our moment. And yeah. who knows? They could like maybe they would have gotten Keanu. <laughs> like they could have had a, a small reunion. But uh, back to the movie, I will say uh, comparable to the first two, it holds up. Uh, the, the introductions of the daughters, very good. Um, I don't think anything deviated from the original storyline. I think this movie was um, a per- like I said, a perfect ending. I even love the bonus scene where they go back and they shred a little bit and then they have to sit down. Yeah. Uh, I thought that that was great. So <laughs> if I'm going to rate this, I'm giving it a solid five just based on nostalgia. And it kind of like this was one of those movies that reminded me of the 90s uh, where it was yeah. A, B and C. It had a you're not waiting for twists. You're not waiting for turns. You're not going to win any cinematography awards, but you're going to get a good right. hour and a half movie where you can laugh. And this is a good movie for the family. And the, the, the pressure of being an award winning Oscar nominated this, that or the other thing is off of this movie. And I think it it, uh, it allows you to watch something and it to be better. You know, like you don't always have to. Uh, constantly like wait for the you know the moment that makes this movie great to happen or pay attention to this actor it just kind of washes over you and it's a thing that exists and it makes me happy to watch it so that's that's what's important so what do you give it a five yeah um all the same stuff it's it gets a lot of extra points i mean on its own merit it's a great movie and i probably would have given it a five no matter what but it being 2020, we needed a good movie and a good comedy um, and a movie-going experience. So uh, that's why this, is, this, this, this goes a long way for me. Yeah, I agree. Um, the last thing I'll say about this movie, and then we'll kind of wrap it up, is that during the, the three movies, especially the first and this one, when they, again, go back and get the historical Avengers um, – the, the thing that I like most about it is that they're not getting – and this third one definitely could have benefited from that or or could have – not benefited, could have suffered from this this next thing I'm going to go into is they don't get A-listers for cameos. They never did that. Uh, it was a bunch of young actors playing these roles, uh, and I like that. Yeah. I appreciate that because could you imagine like Tom Cruise comes in and he's Mozart or you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even Ken, yeah. even uh, even like Ken Jeong as uh, Genghis Khan, like I think that would have taken away from the movie for me. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's it. Yeah, it is. But I, mean, you don't waste any any energy on other people's star power. You kind of waste it on your homegrown stars, and I think that's a big thing. That's a, that's a good thing. Yep. So. And you're true. Um, you're true to the story. Yeah, and I think we should say, like, uh, well, we didn't spoil it, actually. We didn't spoil the ending. Um, so let's spoil the ending. Yeah. I, I, uh, I, in a way, think they might have left it open, yeah. obviously. Yeah, I think so, by too. By retiring the dads. Um, uh, but I, I, I like, sort of, that it could... I, uh, it could be done a hundred percent, and we'd all be happy with that, with what's there. Um, or since the kids took over, it could start a whole new thing. But the whole point of all three of these movies has always been them writing the song and uniting humanity. So that happened, 
so it shouldn't have to happen again. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't have to see another movie try to, like, cover that story. So I kind of want it to be the end. I kind of want the kids to take over, and it that be it. And we never – I think it was a good, good you know, a, a good wave goodbye – um, moves on. They see, you know, they see the value that they had, you know, sitting in front of them the whole time, and that's it. That's the end of yeah. it. Should move on. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I t- totally agree. This should be the end of the movie. Um, if this goes, in, let's say, you know, Hollywood is a, a glutton for extending things longer than they should. Um, see the Fast and the Furious saga. Um, I think that if this goes any further. This should be a Netflix series uh, with Samara Weaving and um, Bridget Lundy Payne because I don't – unfortunately, as great as they were in this movie, I don't think that they're going to carry this franchise further um, unless it's on on a series. I don't also want – I don't want to see Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves anymore. I think their story has been told and they're done. Um, Let them go take a vacation with the wives somewhere. So we are going to move into the kids being the story, which, like I said, I just don't think that should happen. Yeah. But if, if that's the way that Hollywood wanted to do it, then whatever. But I, I kind of like the way that it ended. And I would never – I actually don't want to see them anymore in the movie, the, the, you know, Bill and Ted. Yeah, me either. And the, and the princesses. So let's leave – I like where it's been. I like where it sits right now. Yeah, let's leave it dead. Let's leave it end it, tied up with a nice pretty little bow. Uh, but that's our yeah. episode. Uh, we're going to get out of here. You can uh, follow us on social media, the Galaxy Wars podcast. Support Active Geek every Wednesday. Next week, we're going to come back, and we've got some stuff to talk about. We're going to do a TV episode next week. we got The Boys coming back. Oh, yeah. And we got Lucifer uh, already out. So we can, the, we can talk the first half of Lucifer and the uh, first three episodes of The Boys. So here's $20. Yep. Buy yourself something nice and be excellent to each other. <laughs>